Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's program. Our special, special, special guest today are my personal certified financial planner and bookkeeper, Sheila and Megan. I absolutely love Sheila and Megan, the services that they provide, and they've helped really, how they really, really helped me financially, guys, get things in order and get things booming, prospering. I'm, I'm very, very grateful for everything they do for me on a personal level. And why I'm bringing them on the podcast today is to explain as clearly as possible what it means to know our numbers. If you listen to this podcast for any length of time, that's a very popular saying that successful folks in this industry have discovered one way or another. And I ask uh, a lot of my guests, what is one piece of practical advice you would give to someone who's starting out? And if you listen to those answers in some way, shape or form, it's about the concept of knowing your numbers. And so this is a huge conversation. I know we're going to have uh, Megan and Sheila back on the program tomorrow to continue the conversation, and then we'll plan to bring them back on another time. I mean, it's it's not something that you get in a 30-minute podcast and you know your numbers and you're you're good to go. It's like, yeah, I've been working out, Marty, and, and eating clean. It's like, okay, you have one good day, you eat healthy, you, you go to the gym, you exercise, you get good rest, you, you, get, you drink water. But then you got to do it again the next day. And so, you know, running a business, it's it's something that we're, we're continuously dealing with money every day, paying our employees, making our revenue, all the expenses. It's just, it never ends. But uh, we need to be excellent at it, not just the technical side of things. So I'm going to shut up and let them, them talk because they are full of knowledge on this topic. Thank you to Jobber for sponsoring today's program. If you're looking for a CRM to run your business, Jobber's offering Green Industry Podcast listeners 20% off the first six months. That's right. The Jobber that I use to run my business, everything I do to quarterback, manage my business, it's all in one place through Jobber. It makes things easy peasy for me. And my favorite feature of Jobber is getting paid faster. I send out the invoice and Folks can pay me right away with that card. And I love it. I uh, really, really, really have saved a lot of time, less trips to the bank, less checks in the mail. Hint, hint, they haven't even wrote the check yet. If if your customer tells you the check's in the mail, you're not going to be too happy. All right. Without further ado, we have Megan. She is my bookkeeper. I think her husband, Joey, must be on babysitting duty. They have a little baby, Neil crawling around somewhere or maybe he's walking now, but, uh, uh, we also have Sheila, my certified financial planner. I'll let her explain what she does. Uh, this is going to be fun guys. Here's Megan and Sheila. What's up guys. I am super excited for today's podcast episode with my personal bookkeeper and my personal certified financial planner, Sheila and Megan. Welcome to the green industry podcast. Hi Paul. Hi Paul. We talk all the time around here about knowing your numbers and that our numbers tell a story. Y'all know 
my story and uh, looking into my books and, and uh, you guys are the best. But we're going to actually talk about what that means today to know your numbers and, and dive into the nitty gritty. So I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, just to appease Sheila's um, legalities, she's a certified financial planner, not an attorney, not a, you know, your uncle that knows everything about life, right? He's in jail, but he's, he's, a, he's an expert on world affairs, right? <laughs> we got to go over yeah. the legalities. So you're not a, yeah. a CPA, you're not an attorney, you are a CFP, a certified financial planner. That is correct. And Megan, you are my personal yeah. bookkeeper. Personal bookkeeper and certainly not any of those. I'm probably <laughs> going to learn just as much as the audience today. And so as you hear me think through it, please don't take this as advice. We are hoping to have conversations surrounding some maybe common questions or tax thoughts, but yep. I'm not here to give any sort of legal advice or tax advice. Okay, well, we will dive right into it. The biggest challenge we face, Sheila, in our industry right now is the rising cost and inflation and you know guys are guys are concerned and how do we run our business keep current with our taxes with everything that's going on so i'm going to let you kind of take it away and, and share any of your thoughts from your perspective on uh what we can do well i think um you know we've talked about this paul and i've talked about it with megan a lot i um I think the best thing that you can do is work with a team. You really have to, you know, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, so to speak, but you need to really drill down on what your expenses are in order to know how to run your business better. Having a, a good set of books is a great start. Um, and also, um, I think knowing what advice is out there that applies to you is probably my biggest my biggest uh, thought for the day is I think there's a lot of great advice that is thrown out on um, and you know just in public forums that don't necessarily apply to your business and you and that's why it's um you know it's kind of important to have a conversation at least. Uh, with an attorney, with an accountant, uh, with a bookkeeper to know exactly what rules apply to your business. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very well said. I want to ask this question to both of you because it's really, really cool here at the Green Street Podcast. We're getting so many folks that are new in this business or uh, they're going to be going full time. I just had a guy, Gibson from Mississippi, Gibson's Lawn Care. He's going full time next April. He's leaving his job at the shipyard. He's going to do this full time. And so <laughs> lots of guys that are listening are in that first year, considering right. going in that first year, maybe even that second year. So what's one piece of practical advice you would give to somebody who just started out or is starting out? And I wish you would have told me this 12 years ago because I, I did just about everything wrong that I could have. But go ahead and share one piece of practical advice for the guys just starting out. Um, I think the, the, the best advice is, uh, oh, wow, there's so much. <laughs> Let me give that a, a, a thought. Give me a second on that one, Paul. Um, let's see. I think the best advice for someone who's new is understand the impact from a from a, a tax perspective. Um, what's going to change in your in your world? Mm. Because going from having a W two to having um, a good set of books on your from your own business 
is a way different tax liability issue. Um, you know, a W-2 employee, which obviously your friend has been, um, is going to have someone else taking out those taxes. So when you look at um, having a, a gross a gross income, and then you take your expenses out, and that's how you arrive at the figure that's going to go to your W or to your 1040. And that 1040 is going to not only, um, you know, produce a figure for you to pay for that income tax, but you're also going to be adding in another, you know, 15.3% for your self-employment tax. And that's just not something that most people are familiar with unless you've owned your own business before. So that's probably the biggest shock. Um, so understand the impact of that. And the best way to um, to handle that in the future after that first year in business is to pay estimated taxes. Really good practical advice. Um, I think there's a stark difference, as Sheila was saying, between... Hey, Megan, real, real quick, do you have your microphone uh, connected? Can you put it closer or are you just using your computer audio? Sure. I've got the podcast mic here. Is that any better? Um, can you hear her better, Sheila? I, I can hear her. Okay. Just if, you, if you're using a microphone, just get it close to your mouth because it okay. sounds like you're out there in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure it doesn't fall off the wall over here. <laughs> All right. Let me give it a tight squeeze real fast. Okay. It, Sheila, why she's getting her um, microphone set up, can you tell us a little bit more about those estimated taxes? Uh, just, you know, nobody explained this to me my first year. Maybe they did. It just went in one ear and out the other. The, the importance of it. I'm going to turn off that audio and just use my computer audio. Okay. No worries. It doesn't want to sit up here for me. Sheila, you there? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Uh, can you elaborate on um, the, the estimated quarterly tax payments and how important that is and, and how guys pay those on time? Okay. So, so the best way to, to pay your quarterly taxes, well, first of all, after your first official filing as a business owner, which is most likely going to be as a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, um, you will file that uh, as you normally would on a 1040. You're just going to add a Schedule C to your return. So after that first year of business, you'll have a pretty, pretty good idea of what your, your profits were. And the profits are what's gonna drive the self-employment tax. So that profit figure is what you're gonna use to calculate your estimated tax payments. And then you actually start on the same day that you pay your taxes. So you start on April 15th of every year, and then you pay quarterly. And the last payment is actually not in December, it's in January. I guess for some reason, the IRS decided that everybody gets a Christmas break. So, so yes, you will have your payments due in uh, April, in June, uh, September, and then January. So April, June, September, and then January. Fantastic. And if you don't pay those on time, you get penalties and interest. So pay, pay uh, on time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That, that is correct. Um, I just think, you know, I think from a business owner's perspective, especially when you're first starting out, it's so much better to do it quarterly anyway. You just, I mean, you feel better about things 
And it's not a really ugly conversation with somebody like me, your tax preparer, whenever we're having that conversation in March or April, because um, you don't want right. to have to tell. And like I said, you have to start the estimated tax payments in April. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, you want to you want to be done with it in January. That's good. So that you can start all over again in April. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS TrackIt, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS TrackIt with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Don't forget to grab your ticket to attend Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky this October 18th through 21st. Use my name, Paul, and you'll save 50% off. The Equip Exposition is the event of the year for those who work in our line of work. There is no better trade show to test before you invest in new products, innovations, and even ideas for your business. You can talk to the teams behind the most useful machines, products and technology that we use daily and then test drive them for yourself in the nearly 30 acre outdoor demo yard with 25 plus education sessions two nights of free concerts and networking with thousands of pro landscapers this show is the future of your business register at equipexposition.com hey you yeah you You're out there in the field, mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. Well, we got Megan back now. Just use your, no, it's okay. Those microphones, if you're not like kissing it, it sounds horrific. So I moved it to the actual webcam, so hopefully- Yeah, that sounds way better. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, I think I was just coming in right when Sheila was saying the practical piece of wisdom would be to recognize and help and have somebody help you recognize the difference between your W-2 liabilities to the IRS and what it may be to have a you know 1040 as a business owner and the difference between that. 
which led into the, another practical piece of advice, which is to pay estimated quarterly taxes. Mm-hmm. Keep that top of mind every quarter, you know, have that cash flow out of your business within that quarter rather than waiting till the year end and having all of that come your way all at once. And of course the IRS wants it, you know, they're not just good. Yeah. <laughs> and smile. It's not a suggestion. Yeah. Well, that's very, <laughs> that's very interesting for you guys listening we didn't script this. Like I said, I'm going to ask you this question and you say this answer, but on my top priority of, of what I wanted to talk about today was quarterly tax payments. And you guys both seem to simultaneously agree that if you're just getting started out, probably the most important thing you can do in your business is get into that routine, get into that rhythm right out of the gate. And again, nobody explained this to me, Sheila and Megan. And I, I had no idea. I was at W2 like, right. what? You know, and, and, uh, right. right. And I don't, I don't think I, I find that true of a lot of my customers as well. My clientele, which tend to be within that first five years of business. And I'll say something like quarterly estimated taxes. And they'll be like, wait, what is that? And I don't know where the lapse is. I don't know if it's just a matter of no one hands anybody a business packet, or perhaps it just goes back to the idea of, you know, you're new in business and it is the entrepreneurial spirit to put yourself out there and just to figure it out and find it out. And part of that would be, as Sheila said, searching out those tax answers, getting some people on your team who can help help you answer and know what best practices would be. That's good. I want to talk about the, the team because I didn't have a team right out of the gate. It was me, myself and I, and I made so many financial decisions. It's, it's ridiculous. But uh, what are the most misconceptions that the folks have when they do think about a team and, and getting a bookkeeper and a, a certified financial planner and, and building those people on the team? What, kind of share some misconceptions about why people are so reluctant and hesitant to build a team early on. Hmm. I, I think it's probably financial. I yeah. think I think that most business owners, I mean, and Megan and I are both business owners. We've made our own missteps along the way. I certainly have myself. Um, you know, it's it's hard to know when you don't know. <laughs> if you don't know that you don't know that you need to pay estimated taxes, it's hard to know. Um, so it's, it's great. You know, I know there's a lot of, of your listeners that are in that that bridge where they're, they're going from W-2s to, to even maybe 1099s um, from, from, you know, being subcontractors, you know, I, I would say don't be hesitant to ask the question because yes. it might not be as expensive as you think it's going to be. Right. Um, you, you might find out that, no, um, you don't need us on, you know, every, all the time. Um, I, I like the fact that, that Megan has monthly touches with her, mm-hmm. with her clients. Um, most of them don't want to talk to me <laughs> unless it's quarterly. Um, yeah. because I, you know, I have, geez, a gazillion years of experience doing taxes, um, and, and working with small business owners to make sure that they're, they're achieving their goals. But it's, it's really helpful for me to have, a client that's working with Megan and Joey because I'm working with clean books. I'm working with good numbers. And as if I'm working with good numbers, I can give you good advice. I can really help guide you towards where you're telling me you want to go. 
Right. And I do think that might be one of the common misconceptions is that, oh, well, CPAs do bookkeeping. And it's, it's true. And yet there is a functional difference between what me claiming to be a bookkeeper does Mm-hmm. And what someone like Sheila or, you know, other CPAs and tax repairs out there are doing as a tax preparer. And so what a tax preparer is doing in the realm of bookkeeping is getting it ready for a Schedule C. And yet as your bookkeeper, you know, obviously I know there's an end in sight and a necessary, um, there's a necessary tax, you know, world there that bookkeeping does plug into. But as a bookkeeper, I'm not just solely basing everything in your books off a of Schedule C and what, you know, what expenses are going there. My goal as your bookkeeper is really to function as, um, you know, that day-to-day transactions, day-to-day bank account questions, which, you know, seems simple, but it, you just need somebody to ask because, Many times you're too busy and you don't know um, that the answers are what, what might guide you. So I think the common misconception would be that, well, CPAs do the bookkeeping. And there really is a functional difference between a tax preparer's bookkeeping and perhaps, I don't know any other word for it, but just what I would do as a bookkeeper. And like Sheila said, the benefit would be as a, as a tax preparer, she now has somebody who you know, she can trust to have the books clean. Um, of course, she has that relationship and partnership to be able to ask you questions if something seems awry or she just needs to know more information for her for her own set of functions within the tax world and the liabilities. Yeah, and you guys are my one-two punch. So personally, guys, this is my person. What I personally do is I, Megan and her husband, Joey, they keep my books squeaky clean. They, they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Megan will annoy you like... Amazon six dollars and seventeen cents. Well, Paul six dollars and seventeen cents at Amazon. What would you get? I don't know. I got to go into Amazon, look in the work or, or order history. Oh, I bought a cable adapter, Megan. Cable adapter. That's what that six dollars and seventeen cents. But I mean, she's got everything organized, squeaky squeaky clean. And then once a month, Megan and Joey and myself, we we get on a, a call, and Neil shows up sometimes. Their their, their baby, and. They 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 look at my numbers. They they explain to me the statement of cash flows. Um, they explain to me the balance sheet and what these numbers are saying. Of course, the profit and loss statement. And the more reps we get in, the more confident I I'm starting to to notice these numbers. And then they give me guidelines and parameters like, hey, let's shoot for always trying to get this X amount of revenue in your business. That's going to pay your owner's pay, which we're going to get to next. Owner's pay and paying your employees. And then, you know, all the expenses you have in your business and let's try to keep the expenses under this because I want to go out and buy all kind of new shiny equipment like everyone else does. And that's great. But if we know, okay, I can only spend X amount each month extra on that stuff, then I kind of have to have the self-control to wait till next month to buy this and maybe the next month to that. And it gives me more more motivation to go out and make more revenue because if I can bring in more bacon, then maybe I can expedite the schedule. But anyway... From there, and those are 12. Go, go ahead, Megan. I was just going to say, and just that that idea of a team member, I know many of your audience knows me and Joey and a little bit of our past really well, but they may not know exactly where Sheila's coming from and what she truly does add to this team of, of not only a bookkeeper, but also a certified financial planner. So I don't know if you don't mind, Sheila, but could you go into a little bit of past experience and what led you has led you to this point? 
Well, I have been in the tax world since 1994. Yes, I'm not old. Um, and really... I, you know, I shifted, as as I said earlier, I've made some missteps in, in my career as well. Um, I, I have been uh, in the tax world, though, consistently since 1994. Um, I became a financial planner about uh, almost, yeah, a financial advisor about 20 years ago. Um, actually became certified in uh in 2010, somewhere along the lines, um, 2012, somewhere along that line. Um, anyway, I, you know, it's just for me, there's, there's been a very distinct path that I didn't prescribe for myself. Life, life took me down this path, but I, but I've enjoyed working with individuals, but I found my passion in working with business owners, small business owners and, um, I, you know, up to about a medium-sized business owner, 50 employees is pretty much, you know, where where, where I would define a, a a medium business owner, 50 to 75. Um, but there's so many questions about when do I add new employees? When do I add a, a benefits plan? When do I when do I become just the owner? and just the manager and how can I do that? And how can I still save for retirement or maybe put some money into my child's education plan? So having experience as both a, a financial planner and as a tax preparer, I've just found this really great um, place that, that I like to be when I'm with clients um, as a consultant for a small business owner, because I can handle and, and, and really do love, uh, answering those questions and helping them figure it out and creating the plan. Because going back to what you asked earlier, Paul, the biggest advice or the biggest piece of advice I think a business owner needs to hear is have a plan, hmm. have a plan. You know, if, if you don't think that you, you really need somebody like Megan and Joey or me yet, that's fine, but create a plan, sure. have goals. Have, right. like, have your have your steps laid out. And whenever you don't see that you're holding yourself accountable or you see that you don't exactly know how to get those those things done on your plan, that's when you start bringing in people who know a little bit or have a different skill set. I won't say they know more because you certainly know more than I do about you know, aspects of your industry, but, um, but I would say just have a plan and, and, and find the right team to support your plan when you don't, when you don't feel like it's going that well. Your mm, goals. Certainly reiterate that. And, you know, not to get too off the course, but there's no positive emotion unless you're moving towards something that it, and I don't want to say no as some absolute, but just think about, it. you know, our, our brains are wired. If you're advancing positive emotion, if there's obstacles away, negative emotion. And so if you're just sort of wandering out there, you've, you've, you were 16, your dad said, get out there, do some work. But now you're finding yourself really transitioning into, oh, this could, you know, this is a service that truly can make money. Um, I kind of like the business side of this. But then you just sort of do things and you listen. It, it's so important, as Sheila is saying, to sit down and plan it. And just like Sheila said, it doesn't require anybody on your team to begin with. But give yourself concrete goals that are measurable, 
because what gets measured gets managed and then give yourself, you know, bring into reality what it is you think business can do for you, not just stating all the things business will and might do for you. And that's something Sheila can really help with, which, you know, leads me to maybe another common misconception, Paul. And that is, I think in the beginning, a lot of a lot of this sort of triad between lawyers and certified or um, tax preparers, shielding tax preparers and bookkeepers, we all tend to kind of point fingers at the other person. And, you know, it's, it's almost as if there is a fine line between what we do functionally, but where people get their information isn't always, there's not as a fine line there. And so, um, which I knew pretty soon going into bookkeeping, I did not want to touch that tax world. It's ever changing. It's left to somebody else's skill set and knowledge. And so there is once again a functional difference, but even as it's coming clear in our conversation, I'm much more the organization, the first line of defense, and Sheila can help you with that, that big picture of planning and strategizing and fine-tuning, I think, would be a good word for what it is she's able to bring to the table, other than what a bookkeeper is doing month to month. Well, guys, I hope this has been beneficial to you. What we're going to do is bring Sheila and Megan back on tomorrow's program for part two. And I've already been talking to them about scheduling a part three. I just want to keep this going. I mean, on a personal level, guys, this is who's teaching me behind the scenes. And when I say my, I, I can't explain my mindset or just what's been unlocked to me, but the more clearer I get in understanding the federal and state taxes and, and understanding the true numbers of my business and, and understanding how to read a profit and loss statement and a balance sheet and the statement of cash flows and, and, and understanding what I need to be earning in revenue every month and, and kind of my cap to my expenses every month and, and having a game plan. I mean, it's 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 been a game changer. The, the confidence I have when I'm negotiating deals because I understand my numbers and and, and, and I think our customers can sense, when, I mean, we're, when we're humble, when we're reasonable, when we, you know, our prices need to be fair, but when we really understand our business, we'll operate it with a confidence. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you take the emotions out of it and it's just black and white numbers. It's like, yes, I'll provide that service for you. And here's the price. And you don't have to be the way a lot of us were when we started and we're all nervous and overwhelmed and, and you just kind of um, customers can sense that. So I just, I cannot say enough nice things about um, Megan and her husband, Joey and, and Sheila and how much of a help they've been in my business. So if you want to connect with them, I say all that to say this, I'm going to put their links in today's show notes, reach out to them. And, uh, you know, you can inquire about hiring them to help your business as well. They get an A plus approval from me. Um, they, they, they just done a great job for me. So I'm happy to tell you uh, about them. All right. Well, we will catch you on tomorrow's program. Smash that follow button. And if you want to connect with Megan and Sheila in the meantime, check out today's episode show notes. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.